CQ, 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 calling all radio amateurs and shortwave listeners. This is GB2RS, the news broadcasting service of the Radio Society of Great Britain, thread to you by G4NJH in Nottingham. Web references in the script can be found either on the RSGB website or attached to the podcast at gb2rs.podbean.com. This is GB2RS News for Sunday the 19th of November 2023. Here are the main news headlines. World, Con- World Radio Conference WRC23, VHF Contest Committee Survey, Taking Amateur Radio into Schools, RSGB Presentation Released. World Radio Conference WRC23 opens on Monday the 20th of November. Over the coming four weeks, a wide variety of agenda items will be considered, of which the 23-centimetre band band is a high-priority item for amateur radio. IARU volunteers have worked hard over the past four years in preparation for this. The RSGB will be attending as part of the Ofcom UK delegation. The RSGB's social media and special focus page at rsgb.org forward slash wrc hyphen 23 will feature regular postings whilst the conference is underway. Following a really productive contest forum at the RSGB convention and a number of suggestions generated by the committee or raised in discussions with contesters, the VHF contest committee would like feedback to help finalise the VHF contest rules for next year. Survey doesn't have many questions, so it shouldn't take more than a couple of minutes of your time to fill it out, but the committee would really appreciate your views. Of course, there is also an opportunity for you to give feedback outside these specific questions. You'll find the survey at tinyurl.com forward slash VHFCC, and it will remain open until the end of the month. As part of its commitment to outreach and the growth of amateur radio, the RSGB has released a presentation from its 2023 convention called Taking Amateur Radio into Schools. Lyle Smith, GM4XID, Chris Leviston, uh, M0KPW and Simon Harris, G4WQG, share their experiences of inspiring school pupils to explore and have fun with amateur radio. Lyle set up an amateur radio club in his school, whilst Chris started an after-school club at his daughter's primary school. Simon, with the help of friends at his amateur radio club, created links with his son's technical college that have snowballed into uh, to other schools in the area. The presentation shows how individual radio amateurs and clubs can make positive and productive links with schools and will give you tips and encouragement for getting involved with your local schools. The Bath-based distance learning team has helped over a 1,000 students to pass UK amateur radio exams with pass rates consistently above the national average. The next intermediate course will run from January to May 2004. Students will receive weekly work packages via a virtual classroom. There will be no charge for the training, but students will need to provide their own textbooks, scientific calculator, electronic parts and toolkits. Students will also have to arrange their own exam at the end of the course, but advice will be provided at the appropriate time. As part of the application process, there will be some pre-course work to ensure students are able to use the online learning systems and to be sure they're ready to study in January. To receive course applications detailed, please do, uh, please email Bath-based distance learning team leader Steve G0FUW via G0FUW at bbdl.org.uk. 
The RSGB National Radio Centre at Bletchley Park will be closed on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day in the New Year. There will be reduced hours of New Year's Eve when the centre will be closing at 2. Following the seasonal closures, the RSGB National Radio Centre will also be closed for essential maintenance works between the 2nd and 5th of January. Outside these times, volunteers look forward to welcoming visitors as usual. Remember that the RSGB members can download a free entry voucher for Bletchley Park from the RSGB website. Please send details of your news and events to radcom at rsgb.org.uk. The deadline for submissions is 10am on Thursday before the Sunday broadcast. Now for details of rallies and events, the Coolston Amateur Transmitting Society Bazaar is taking place today, Sunday the 19th of November. The venue is Oasis Academy, Homefield Road, Old Coolston, CR51ES. Doors are open to the public from 10 till 2 and the entrance fee is £3. Traders bring and buy, club tables and car parking are available. Please forward general inquiries to bazaar at catsradio.org.uk. The Wiltshire Winter Radio Rally takes place on Saturday the 25th of November from 9am to 1pm. The venue is Kington uh, Kington Langley Village Hall and Playing Fields, Kington Langley in, Langley in Winch, Wiltshire, SN15 5NJ, £3 to enter, no charge for under-16s. For further information, contact chairman at chippenhamradio.club. Bishop Auckland Radio Club, Club Rally will take place on Sunday the 3rd of December. The event will be held at Spennymore Leisure Centre, High Street, Spennymore, County Durham, DL 166DB. The doors open at 10.30am for visitors, with a disabled access from 10am. For more information, contact bdingle at hotmail.co.uk. Now, special event news. The Radio Club, uh, Radio Club de Nice is active as TM8AB to commemorate the anniversary of the first transatlantic amateur two way contact between Leon de Lois, 8AB, and Fred Schnell, 1MO, in November to 1923. Listen for activity on the 80 to 10 metre bands using SSB, CWFT8, and SSTV. Until the 10th of of December, sorry, QSL via F4KJQ. Special call sign LX90RTL is used to celebrate the 90th anniversary of Radio Luxembourg's first longwave broadcast. It will be used by various LX operators until the end of the year. Look for activity on the HF bands using SSB, CW, digital modes and satellite. All QSOs will be confirmed automatically via the DARC Bureau. The logs will be uploaded to Club Log, Logbook of the World and EQSL on a regular basis. CQRZ.com for more information. DX News, Pierre, VK3KTB and Alexei, V1RUS, are active as VYERC from the Eureka Amateur Radio Club station on Ellesmere Island, NA008, until the 22nd of November. QSL via QRS, Maurizio, IK2GZU, is active again from Tanzania as 5H3MB, until the 8th of December. He's operating SSB, CW and digital modes, on the 80 to 10 metre bands, QSL via QRS, Logbook of the World, EQSL, or via IK2GZU. Now, the contest news. On Tuesday, the 21st of November, the 1.3 Gigs UK Activity Contest 
Remsen 2000 to 2230 UTC using all modes on the 23 SEMS band. The exchange of signal report, serial number and locator, Thursday the 23rd. The Autumn Series CW contest runs 2000 to 2130 UTC using CW on the 80 meter band. The exchange of signal report and serial number, CQ Worldwide DX CW contest runs from 0000 UTC on Saturday the 25th of November, 2359 UTC on Sunday the 26th. Using CW on the 160 to 10 metre bands where contests are allowed, the exchange is signal report and CQ zone. The UK zone is 14. Now the propagation report compiled by G0KYA, G3YLA and G4BAO. They write, we had another roller coaster week with periods of reasonably settled geomagnetic conditions followed by more unsettled times. Luckily it didn't get too bad as it did when the KP index hit 7 the week before. This, coupled with a lower solar flux index of 119 on Thursday, has meant HF conditions have not been outstanding. However, we are still buoyed up by the seasonal HF conditions, which are generally good in autumn. PropQuest shows that the F2 layer critical frequency is still maxing out at more than 12 MHz around noon. The F2 layer critical frequency is the highest at which radio waves are returned back to Earth when sent directly up into the ionosphere. This gives a maximum usable frequency, or MUF, over a 3,000 km path of more than 40, ki- 40 MHz. Interestingly, it also gives an MUF over a 500 km path of more than 14.7 MHz, so look out for long-distance into G signals around noon or thereabouts. On the 20 meter band, the 30 meter band remains pretty solid into G band from late morning to mid-afternoon. Getting back to the geomagnetic conditions, the BZ component of the Interplanetary Magnetic Field, or IMF, has been pointing south for long periods, which is why the KP index has been higher than normal. This means the IMF more easily couples to the Earth's magnetic field, just like two bar magnets aligned north against south. Next week, NOAA predicts the solar flux index will rise again, perhaps to 140, by the end of the week. However, it also forecasts unsettled geomagnetic conditions from the 22nd to the 25th, with a forecast KP index of up to 5. So get your HF DXing in early next week. VHF and up, the seemingly never-ending period of unsettled weather is likely to continue into the coming week. This means another week with only a limited chance of tropo for most parts of the country. As something of a long shot, it's worth noting that southern parts of England, especially along the Channel Coast, may have access to higher pressure over Biscay after the middle of next week, for chance tropo paths south into western France or northern Spain. For the rest of us, the weather pattern is rather changeable, with a tendency for northwesterly winds. At this time of year, this can often mean that showers form over the surrounding seas. Rain scatter options could be worth checking for stations around the Irish and North Sea coasts. Meteor scatter is worth considering in view of the peaks, peak of the Leonids on Friday the 17th and Saturday the 18th. The beginning of this first weekend, it's quite a broad period of activity with the Mino uh, Monseroids DME shower appearing on the 22nd. Conditions could still be good throughout the, ne- the new week. Lastly, I thought about the chances of aurora and the busy solar activity. It's worth keeping a check on the planetary KP index. For signs of aurora, look look for a KP above 6. For EME operators, moon declination starts at minimum, but rises all week going positive again late on Saturday. 
uh, sorry, on Wednesday. Losses at their lowest with Moon Perigee on Tuesday the 21st. 144 makes sky noises low all week. Perigee is when Moon is at its closest point to Earth. And that's it from the Propagation team this week. That's all from me, likewise, until next week. <laughs>